I did not want to read Action Comics number one. I fought it. Ryan, you told me. Number 1,036. Oh, we did read Action one, Comics okay, number I'm one. Sorry. 1,036. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Let me rephrase that. Part one of this of this story arc. Ryan, I did not want to read Action Comics 1,036. You told me over a month ago. This was like two months ago. You're like, damn, dude, this is probably over a quarter. We're probably getting into last year, man. It's, it's a long run. You were like, yo, Tom, I know you don't want to read Superman. Because, dude, every time we read Superman, it's like, I like it. I don't like have that excitement, you know. I want yeah. that. I want that fire, you know. But you kept telling me, just just read it. We gotta we gotta read it. And you told me like, all right, damn it, Tom. We the the arc is wrapping up. We gotta read it. There's no time. There's so no there time. was a delay, as I mentioned. And dude, this may be my favorite Superman narrative that I have read in years. And if there is a movie that gets adapted about a comic book run of Superman, it should. Be this one. Who is it by? This uh, action comics right now is currently being written by Philip Kennedy Johnson. And the artist kind of rotates. There's a different artist sometimes. The uh, the standout and the one that's been doing the bulk of the heavy lifting during this story arc is Ricardo Federici. Oh, and when you get to Ricardo Federici's art, hot damn comic fam. Outstanding. It takes already a wonderful story. Captivating. It's a it's jaw dropping moments. You can't turn the page fast enough, and then it takes it up a whole level, a whole notch, because of the artist. And we'll get to it, man. We're gonna talk about it. But first, why don't we tell them about why reasons members may not want to read <laughs> Superman like I did? But I, mean, look I don't want to sell. You this look cover. at this. It's not very inviting. This right here is just like every to me. This is Action Comics. All of Action Comics. Like, yeah. This is modern Superman. He's looking badass on the cover. He's Superman. No one can beat him. It's going to be fa so fantastical because he's so overpowered. And then he's just going to fly into the sun and fix stuff. And it doesn't really matter. And it's all inconsequential. And it's all about how do you get him out of the narrative. Like, there's a lot of reasons people don't like Superman. And I don't mind Superman. I grew up reading JLA with my dad. Like, for sure. Huge respect. I probably got more love for DC than I do Marvel. Like, from the past. You know, I like anyway. Vertigo days and things like that. Yeah. Um, but this is not what we got. We got something special, yo. I kind of forget what the main covers of this book look like. I've been subscribed to the B covers for Action Comics, and it's usually just Superman in a cool pose without all of this trade dress and kind of giving yeah, you what are we looking at? what it's about. This is Superman on the cover. You have the authority Which are, in most the people know who, Who's Manchester Black? It's a Grant Morrison miniseries from a long time ago yeah. that I never read that I think your dad loves. Oh, he loves it. He just bought a bunch of it. There's a whole bunch of characters in here I'm not familiar with. So right off the gate, this this looks super intimidating and like, I'm not going to pick this up. There's a lot to get into here. It just looks like a whole thing and I don't want to read it. Well, there we go. That's the, exactly how I felt. But you like Superman more than I do. And then everything changes because this right here is answering the question where Superman is. We also get a full like completion from two years ago of Future state. Correct. A tie to super uh, to future state that a lot of people have been waiting on, thinking that maybe they're just abandoning it to a degree. Also, this right here is less about Superman and more about the man, which you feel like has been done before, but it really hasn't. Not to this degree. It hasn't, it hasn't. But I think I think the, the tricky part with Superman is getting a writer on board who can look beyond the shiny distraction of this guy's got frozen breath, this guy's got laser eyes, this guy could punch buildings. You know, like that's all exciting and cool. But it gets boring after a while. We've all seen Superman display crazy feats of strength, but you really got to drill down into what makes him a man versus the, the super side of him. So we have a planet that is 
This is how this story starts, which is why I thought I knew when I knew when I started rereading this, I was like, Tom's going to hate this. This, this is, is exactly this is so much. This is the first page. I'm already going, damn it, Ryan. <laughs> damn it, fire guy. Because, okay, page one, a bunch of aliens from that <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis planetary collective. Uni- United Planets. The United Planets. Yeah. You know, United Nation, but it's planets and it's in there. They love Superman because he's so good and. But they can't help him because of reasons. Like, okay, whatever. I'm going to just, he told, you told me to keep reading. And I did. And now, great intro. Because cool. this right here is the foundation of the problem, which is for every good deed that Superman can do, there are countless other things that have to be worked on for it to actually play out. And Superman's not going to be the one to actually do it. He's just the, the strong hand. He's the one who's going to put it in motion. But who fixes the stuff? The, the ramifications of his success. I, I've been distracted. There's two comments in the chat that you guys, you two specifically, Brandon and Mike, the last two comments we've got are you guys need to stick around and watch what we say because both of you are saying, why has Superman gone down to popularity? I don't read it. He doesn't change. Same old thing. He's too perfect. That's what this is about. Stay tuned. Just stay tuned. We're, ta- we're literally making the video for you right now, uh, comic fam. Oh my God. Uh, what amazing. Amazing content's coming out from us, Ryan. It's very, yeah. well, me more than you. I can't but, believe it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's Ryan. very easy to write off Superman because he's boring, because he's too strong, because he can solve anything with the blink of an eye, and he moves so fast, and he can freeze things and zap things with his eyes. Okay. Well, first out, You don't boom. even see Superman. This is a weird, like, alien in space. You're getting you're No getting external whole... help is coming. Correct. That's, what, that, that's all that this means. And for good reason, but we do have the authority, who are traveling with Superman to a very specific place, a planet that is filled with individuals who are enslaved by Mongol, right, but who are also convinced, brainwashed, that their enslavement is not only a good thing, but can only begin to experience what limited levels of freedom that they could achieve through killing and becoming mass murderers. You can see right here, it says War World Saga, part one. And that is the core of this entire story arc is this planet War World, which is Mongol, like an old-school Superman villain, being a dictator on this planet, basically. You remember him from that glimpse in Naomi? <laughs> Very brief. <laughs> like one panel? Like in Naomi, Naomi, I think. By the way. Yeah, exactly. Canceled. Oh, bummer. Eh. But this is what they see when they show up to this world. Superman's thinking, I'm just going to be Superman and go, like, liberate all these people, like we've seen them do before, right? Well, look at this. We have a page where satellites are floating around the atmosphere as if, it's a damn real satellite, but instead there's individuals from the planets chained that were left out there to die in space. Pretty dark. Superman thinks he's going there to liberate them. He was actually being invited because they want him to come. That if you this technically isn't the first part of this giant it's a gigantic story arc from Philip Kennedy Johnson here. Sure. But right before this, there was a planet full of these people who managed to escape and crashed on Earth, and they were like, We need Superman's help. We need him to come rescue us. And Superman's like, I got to do it. It's probably a trap, but I got to do it anyway because they need my help and I'm Superman and everything, you know, truth, justice and all that. So right. that's kind of the build up to where we are here. But look at this. Ugh. The, uh, upon arrival, Ugh. it's like a, you know, the worst case of like Willy Wonka and the Yellow Brick Road mixed with Game of Thrones here. Just that's, countless that's bodies saying, thinking. Superman, yeah. come on in. Look it on their bodies of all these the S. Yeah, the logo. Dead individuals from this planet that are paving the way for Superman to go to the gladiator circle, the, the stadium that is that's in the distance here. They all have S's, likely in blood, if not painted on their chests. 
Either way, it's a very clear message. <laughs> like, this is for you. Come on in. That's right. So upon entry, he's there to liberate these people, and he is stunned to find out that oh, not yeah. only are they super brainwashed, they don't want Superman to liberate them. They don't realize they are enslaved. No. On the contrary, they find their enslavement and their brutality that they are not just enduring but causing that allows them more and more freedom as a ability to become better themselves. So if anything, they want a piece of Superman. They want a piece of his essence. They want to kill Superman so that they can become more powerful because that is life on this planet. That's really what it boils down to. Uh, Mongol has managed to convince these people to worship the chains that keep them captive. You only get more chains, well, again, more freedom. When you're born, you start with your hands linked together in like handcuffs. Right. And every murder that you commit, you get one extra link added to your chain. So some so, people are like, they're moving around like freely because there's so many chains. This guy's got chains all wrapped around his arm and his whole body. He's got two, he doesn't know what to do with them all. Yep. But basically it convinces you to be more violent and commit more crimes and murders. And you will get more and more freedom to move and, you know, be, it's just a really creepy, cool idea. So of course you have an introduction and this is all like a brief moment of the first issue. Like we're not going <laughs> to yeah. get too far into this, you know, but we definitely have a setup where Superman is not getting external help. He's realizing that. He's got to help these individuals on this planet because they are in danger. They are being rid like treated terribly. But he also has to fix the situation in a way that he can't just punch out of it. There's no yellow sun here. No, on the contrary. It's radiating red sun. Upon entry, and really up until this point, he has been losing his power. And we're actually going to see Clark Kent go fully human. Yeah. He will be more savage, gladiator Superman than super. So, um, all right. There's a lot here. <laughs> Let's just kind of um, breeze past this introduction because I really got to highlight the art. But what is really the, I don't know, the, the, the thing that pulls you in, that makes you so excited about the next issues is that over the course of multiple issues, you're seeing Superman try and resolve this situation the only way he has figured out, which is he has to train as a human, absent of his powers. Absent of the yellow sun, he becomes a gladiator. And you're seeing more of a man, a uh, man of steel, but in a literal sense, than a Kryptonian. And he's never really experienced this before. He, he flies into this planet of people who are slaves, who are being held captive by this dictator, but they don't realize that they don't want to be freed. And he has no powers and abilities. And so now this is like a completely new, like, what do I do? How do I fix this? Right. This is not a normal, a normal situation that he finds himself in. So already we have a great setup. You have the authority, which are great ancillary characters. Some of them are sticking around. Some of them meet their demise or they don't. We'll, we'll leave that to you to find out. But you also have a badass that is kicking ass on this planet separately, starting up his own rebellion. Oh, Midnighter. Dude. One yeah. of the authority there's, members. There's one issue of this run that is just about him. And it is so damn good. He's like decapitating mofos. Superman obviously doesn't kill. That's his rule. You know, he's trying to save this planet and these people by telling them the right thing to do and right. inspiring them to rise up. But Midnighter's just like, oh, I'm chopping heads. Like, we got to get, we got to go. There's like, a point where bad. he breaks in to save Superman and Superman's got to be the one to be like, listen, man, we thought we can just fight our way out of this. No, I have to be here. I have to fight. I have to be in the stadium. I have to convince the civilization here. That there is a better way to live. I think that's my favorite moment in this whole story arc. <sighs> it's so good. He's like, I, I know how to, we can destroy the reactor in the bottom of this planet. It will, it will reignite your powers. We'll be able to blast out of here and escape. 
But and you can't do that. You can't do that without killing like most of the citizens of this entire planet. So Superman's like, that's not that's not an option. We got to figure out a, a good way to do this that won't hurt that many people or anybody really. So you already are just you're in it to win it with this because you're seeing a, a a version of Superman, Cal Al, just becoming such a cool, as close to human being as I I've seen him become, and then. You get hit with Federici oh, oh. Art, hot damn comic fam. It's just the perfect creator, the the perfect painter. Yeah. For this type of gladiator tale, the detail. I don't. The colors, I, I hesitate man. to say this. How do it, you describe this, man? Because you're you're dealing with more of a, uh, it's like a Conan esque. This word type Frazetta of just Frazetta. came to my mind. It's very I, I Frazetta. Have, I have no right to make that claim. I'm very unfamiliar with Frazetta, but the word Frazetta just popped into my mind right now. Even yeah. though I've been reading this book for a because long time. Because he knows the form, the the, the figure, he, he the muscles. Like there's so much can time you, spent on. Can every... you scroll down and show off this monster? Because he's so good at drawing like creatures and monsters and like spooky buildings, and just like. When he takes over as interior artist for like a big chunk of the, oh, look at this. This is where where Clark Kent is imprisoned. This creepy green coloring, the lighting in here, like the spikes on this prison cell. Like it's just scary. The depth, the shadows. He he knows when to really highlight something in a panel, but then also in the distance, you kind of just have to make it out yourself, but you know, it's there. You know, there's a person in that cage. Any other artist would have just drawn a cage hanging from the ceiling, maybe a hallway with some cells in the background, but like this is just dripping with mood and tone and, Oh, goodness. I know. I found this uh, Instagram video of follow, Federici. Follow Ricardo Federici on Instagram. He's oh got a lot goodness. of like process videos like this. I just, I get lost here. It's I so could watch this impressive. all day. It's so crazy. Like you look at the head of uh, Bruce Wayne here. We're looking at it just like a, a sketch with uh, hat, like this, the cowl and the face painted. And it looks like it's digital to a degree. But then you back up. You're like, oh, no, he's painting that on there. And just seeing him adding in the details and the shadows and the muscles into his arm and like filling in the pencils that wow. he did. Um, but you know what? It's not just um, it's not just this stunning creator, which when you get to the comic, you know it. You know something changed. Yeah. Something just got, like, important is happening now. Um, but outside of that, the writing is paced so, so wonderfully. And this writer is probably going to surprise you because he's on a couple things that you, you need to know about. Yeah, he's actually, like, low-key one of my favorite writers. I don't think about it very often, but this is uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson. He's also writing Alien for Marvel. Yeah, and we were we've done a review on Alien, which was very elegant as far as how brutal and savage and scary and horrific kinda, it is. It fits with a lot of this stuff too. But it's such a good narrative that weaves you through that go that makes you kind of abandon the fantastical and like really brings you into the story. Again, wasn't a fan of this book until I really got into it and read it. I was like, ah, I know. I, even after the first couple of pages, I'm like, all right, you know. I also want to plug real quick. Philip Kennedy Johnson and Ricardo Federici, the artist we just showed you drawing Batman, they both did a well, my probably my favorite black label book called The Last God. It was like mm. a year or two ago. It's like one of the hardest fantasy books I've ever read in my life. It's, it's, a, it's a solid favorite of mine. Go check out The Last God, 12-issue miniseries. There it is, The Last God. Also, um, Philip Kennedy, he's he's actually on another title. It's coming out next month through Dynamite. That's going to surprise a lot of members of the community. But August. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, it's, it's in the current catalog, so you can go order this right go now. Go order it now, though. It's going to be, you know, FOC here. But look at this. We have 007 Dynamite Comics. Oh, hell yeah. I was very surprised to find this in the catalog. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't been this excited to read a 007 book. I've, I've always kind of wanted to. I've never really pulled the trigger on a James Bond comic. But the fact that he's starting a new number one on here, like I'm, I'm, I'm sold, man. I, I, I really liked everything I've read from Philip Kennedy Johnson. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in and see if this James Bond comic's any good. Okay, comic fam, I gotta know your thoughts about Action Comics. Are you reading it? Let me know in the comment section below. I'll remind you, it'll win a giveaway. Also, you know, what are your thoughts about Superman and comics in general? I, I found this meme. I found it like I chuckle about it because I think about this a lot. You know, specifically with, uh, with Superman, but. It just Superman in a meme that kind of just how I feel it best defines it. You know, it's this moment here. We've all seen the meme where it's Superman that's like trying to save a woman in a, a boat that's about to go off a cliff. So she's got Batman. He's got Batman and then Batman's holding Robin and Robin's the one who's actually saving the day. But it's like, damn it, Superman, why don't you just fly and fix the day? It's like, Superman, you're such a freaking dick. What's going on here? But that's that's how I feel. If you're one of the of people who writes Superman off just on the surface, I think you owe it to yourself to check out this current World World story arc. It's it's phenomenal. It's one of my favorite Superman books I've ever read. 